Hi, everyone. Mitch from PickDogs.com. We got Chris, Ron, Al Ninos, Jay, and Rod um, with us here live. And, of course, uh, got a few other cappers that might or might not be joining us. Jovan was here as well. I'm just not sure um, where he is. He was in the he was in his car, and uh, so I'm not really sure. But um, anyways... Um, we've got a full card of games today. We got more preseason games than I think we've had any other day. We've got um, full card of Major League Baseball, including a doubleheader. So we got plenty of sports to talk about. Good day to take a pass for some people, but not for us. We don't pass. We just keep showing up. Um, but anyways, um, Chris, you know we had a talk on yesterday's show, and I mean we. We don't always agree on everything, but we did agree on one thing. It's that you don't bet on the preseason unless you really see something. And when we saw Ian Book was going to be on the field for the New Orleans Saints, I said, no reason to go 5%, 10%, or anything like this. Take everything you own and put it on the other team. And uh, Ian did not disappoint us once again. He is the worst player in the NFL um, for the last. He's going if he makes the. I think he, I think that the the tragedy here is is that he might not make the roster. So you know he might lose that title of being the worst player in the NFL. I thought that eight sack performance on Thursday Night Football against the Dolphins in that game was um, you know something special. You just don't see that too often. A guy coming in, getting sacked eight times, two interceptions, one going to the house. Of course, that was his first NFL pass. Um, you know, kind of sets the tone for the entire career. But, you know, when they saw him take the field last night in Lambeau, you know, I know Wisconsin online sports betting, not legal yet, but they sure were wishing it was. Chris, what did you think of uh, that contest last night? You know, I, I was thinking to myself as soon as Ian Book came in, I was like, I wonder how many live bets you made at that point. That it was just, I didn't have anything and, left in my betting accounts at that point because I had dumped it all <laughs> on all, all on the anti-book show. Of color reach. Fifty-two wearable. Well, you know, it was definitely a uh, yeah, definitely not a great performance for Ian Book again. And yeah, I wonder if he's going to land on the Saints or if he's even going to land another NFL gig. I, I said yesterday, I think there's someone that'll be desperate enough to pick him up even if they're in an injury situation, but uh, yeah, it doesn't look good for him after last night, after, after his second preseason performance and saw that he did throw for 113 yards on 16 completions, which means he's a dinker and dunker on his best day. And um, you know, you go 16 to 28 for 113 yards. That means you can't throw the ball downfield. And, he also got sacked twice, so he's reducing it his sacks by actually by seventy five percent against that um, that performance we saw against Dolphins. But of course, it was only preseason. But he did throw the one Oski. He did get the intercept. He did get a touchdown as well. But um, the Ian Book show nothing pretty about it. He did have a twenty seven yard run. That was the highlight of his career. <laughs> and it came in a preseason game against the Packers. So on the road, uh, on the road, yeah, at Lambeau. At least you can hang his hat on that. Well, you Danny, e your home and car Dan Danny Etling was one of one for zero yards in that same contest. So, hundred percent completion percentage, which is one more pass than he completed at LSU in his entire career. Romanelli, you bet in preseason? Or are you just on the uh, the the running it down at, uh, at, at for the MLB <laughs> until the uh, NFL kicks off officially? I thought a little bit of preseason here and there. I've got a premium play today in the 
you know, I, I think I agree with you. You got to make sure you find some value, and it's tough to find that in the preseason sometimes. But um, you know, some games I've seen it's a little bit better than others, especially when more of the information's announced by both of the coaches. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've been sprinkling in the NFL preseason, but mostly focusing on the MLB. But do you think that, um, you know, like you find a guy like Ian Book that you see is going to play, um, you know, considerable time in a game, and you just say, this guy's straight ass. It's kind of like the Geno Smith thing. <laughs> you know, you see Geno Smith, you see Ian Book, you know, guys that you would never see in real life, you know. I mean, except we did see Ian Book last year. Well, I mean... <laughs> eight sacks, two interceptions, one taken to the house. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, me and Chris did, you know, we, we went through all kinds of sorts of professional athletes, whether you would rather have them on your team or Ian Book. We did this whole thing yesterday. It was like Andrew Kashner, Ian Book. It's like Kashner, you know, it was like there wasn't one player in any sport that, that you wouldn't rather have than having Ian Book as your quarterback. <laughs> He stinks. Poor, poor guy. <laughs> he stinks, man. He really stinks. But, you know, we do see the Detroit Lions in action today. So we'll get plenty of chance to see some stinking um, yeah, as well. Any, any, any stinkers you see out there? Any, do you have any other Ian books that might be flying hmm. under the radar for us here for the preseason? Well, well, I would say, I mean, it's concerning to see guys like Geno Smith and, um, What's the uh, uh, Davis Mills last night for the Texans? Guys that could be getting starting jobs. I think Drew Locke's pretty much got the Seattle job locked up. But uh, Davis Mills, the Texans have mentioned that he's their guy. They're they're going with him as number one. But I have to say, Kyle Allen and even Driscoll looked a lot better than Mills last night. And I know they were going after second and third stringers. But Davis Mills, I, I didn't like the way he ran that offense. He had a nice drive at the end of the game, at the end of the first half to uh, get a touchdown. But Still, I think throughout the first half, he was disappointing against the mostly backups in the Rams. Yeah, it was, it's 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 been ugly, you know. It's it it just goes to show you that maybe Jerry Jones had it right, you know. Just says if our backup comes in, we're not going to win anyway. So why invest mm-hmm. any money into this at all? You know, it doesn't matter. And you know that's how David Blau and Tim Boyle will be seeing some quality time today. They'll be getting <laughs> some reps. I mean, when Jared Goff is your QB1, as they call him these days, I call him the starting QB, but they call him the QB1. And, um, you know, Tim Boyle, David Blau, is their worst starting rotation? I mean, this is like the Boston Red Sox starting rotation right here. I mean, this is just as bad as bad as it gets. Jared Goff, Tim Boyle, David Blau. They're basically the same guy each time. <laughs> it's just bad, bad, and bad. Speaking of bad, Al Nino's is a bad man. What's happening, Al? Uh, doing pretty good here, man. Just, uh, yeah, still staying away from the preseason and uh, just looking forward to the regular season. Man. I mean, obviously there's going to be some good spots and some good trends to follow, but uh, but I think I'll, I'll still take a pass on the preseason as a whole. Well, the big trend that we saw yesterday that came through was the Miami Marlins 11 in a row on the run line. Um, as dogs versus the National League West, I mean, improbable situation. At, they were plus money getting runs um, at Los Angeles. Conveniently lost two to one, and then here they are again today um, at plus one and a half, plus money once again. Um, Sandy going tomorrow. Of course, he got lit up at Dodger Stadium the last time he was there. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, again, uh, I was on the Dodgers yesterday. I uh, had a pretty good day overall, but yeah, that one uh, fell just short on that one. And uh, so the Dodgers you know, have yeah. won; they've won eleven in a row against the National League. They've also the Marlins have covered eleven run lines as dogs versus the National League West. So this is one where you could double dip. I know, I know, <laughs> I know you, uh, you, uh, you hate laying odds with the run lines, and I. I usually try to be careful laying run lines with the home team. So, you know, that was uh, two big, uh, big red flags there, if you will. But uh, sometimes I still think some teams can get it done. You know, when you have an offense like the Dodgers and uh, the way their pitching staff has been, I think. Uh, the, and and they're, of course, the way they've been playing at home, too. So, um, and of course, yeah, the Dodgers have been covering that run line at home as well. So. I just think sometimes with some teams, it's worth taking that chance. Obviously, he was wrong yesterday, but, you know, it happens. Rod, um, you know, the, the Ravens don't play until tomorrow, the bandwagon uh, jumper team. Um, the Bills also, you know, have quite a bandwagon jumping following here for the preseason as well. I guess they've kind of flown under the radar bandwagon, but still, because the Ravens aren't playing today, that puts the Bills as the uh, as the main bandwagon jumping team. Any other uh, maybe baseball bandwagon teams? Seems like a lot of anti Giants and Padres uh, in the in from the Ronnie Acts. I usually look there to see where the bandwagon is headed. We look at uh, the Ron's rundown. We look at the comments, and the Roniacs will usually point you to where the uh, where the bandwagon <laughs> is these days. For the bandwagon, bandwagon probably hanging out in, uh, in, in the mats. People like the mats. You, you see, because Degrom came back, and people are enamored with Degrom and uh, him coming back, and and, I, and just like I, I think we mentioned on the drive through yesterday, it's like for me, I think the Braves. People are going to start boarding the Braves, and if uh, if Soroka comes back and uh, adds to that lineup of the Braves, I think uh, everybody's piling the Braves bandwagon. The Mets have the best <laughs> record in baseball, seventy six and forty two. They have the uh, best that record. Bandwagon's getting full. Yeah, yeah but they are everywhere. they are doing yes. some. I mean, they made Aaron Nola cry yesterday. I mean, they he had, oh, yeah. he had he had he just like he he thought he was going to get off the hook. You know, they had the runner on third and two out, and boy, that Pete Alonso home run. He just stood there and watched it. He didn't even like pretend <laughs> like it wasn't going to be a home run, or he was concerned, or you know, he was going to run it out or anything. He just stood there. You know, it was just like, yeah. Aaron, I mean, and that's, you know, that just shows you the Phillies probably no answers there, you know, no, they, there's, I mean, they might make the postseason. They have zero chance of beating the Mets or the Braves or the Cardinals. Zero chance. And then we know, and then we, and then we know the Dodgers bandwagon. That yeah. thing's always loaded. They won't Oof. beat the Dodgers either, though. They're going to get swept if they make the postseason. Yeah. Jay, you got your uh, Blue Jays hat on. I've been kind of leaning a little bit on the Blue Jays the past couple weeks. I say that. You know, if you get to play all your home games and get to pick a few players from the other team that don't get to play, you should win all your games, all of them. Um, it's it's Major League Baseball, and every advantage you can get, whether it's one of your frontline starters, which has happened in some of these games for the Blue Jays, and other games where it's just role players, but they're on the roster, so obviously they they're filling some role. Um, if you if you're getting paid a Major League Baseball salary um, to to sit there. So, I mean, the Toronto Blue Jays, I would say the fact that they haven't been able to win um, all of their home games, go, basically sweep the board since you get an advantage in every single game. You start with an advantage. Basically, it's like on Survivor, like if you win the thing and you get the advantage and the challenge, you know, it's kind of like the same thing here for the Blue Jays. Um, they've had this type of advantage in every single game. 
Um, I, obviously, they're taking it to the Yankees in this series, but um, I mean, we got to be concerned. And you know, I know that Ruflo had a few nice things to say about Alec Manoa earlier this week. He said he was too fat, but that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah, me and the Blue Jays right now have a love hate relationship going on. You know. Um, but like you said, I, they've been doing pretty well against the Yankees, man. You know, so, hey, let's go Jays. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm feeling with them right now. You know, they, they're they so inconsistent, though. You never know with those guys. We got Jovan in the house. He's actually in his car. Not where I'm in my house. But anyways, Jovan, um, we've got, let me see, do we have it on the board there? There we go. Anyways, um, we've got, um, you know, last night, Mac Jones played considerable amount of time in that game and did not look good. Um, I just did not see it. I, it just seems that he has no weapons. I thought that the most impressive player in the field was James White and his commentary from the sideline, you know, talking about his retirement and his time with the Patriots. I, I really, to me, I thought that was the most impressive thing about the Patriots last night, even though they did manage to pull off the win. Well, I mean... The, on the defensive side, they did look okay, you know. But as far as the offense goes, yeah, they need some work. And, you know, truth be told, having three games as a pre, you know, for the preseason, it's a detriment to them. You know, they they have a young team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they're still in flux with their coaching situation. Who's going to call the plays? I think when it's all said and done, Bill Belichick is going to take the reins on that because. You really can't have any um, faith in uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge um, calling the shots you know, on the offensive end. So I think it's going to be a situation where game one, Belichick is calling the plays and see how that goes. It just seems to me like the Patriots, just the offense just didn't look to be in sync whatsoever. But like you said, the defense came up with some big plays, you know, and against P.J. Walker and, um, you know, knocked him back you know, at a field goal range on the one drive. And then, of course, the um, the touchdown that sealed the game at the end. Um, you know, oh, that was, <laughs> that was, you know. Yeah, a cheap cover, but, yeah, yeah I was doing that. So I was on the under all day, so. Yeah, <laughs> had it all the way. But anyways, we're going to go around the horn. We're going to bring everyone in individually, go over the games. So um, that's, we're going to, it's kind of like the old style, new style. We do the mix where we kind of start off this way and then we get everyone a chance um, to come in one by one and talk about a game. So I know some people don't like this style. Some people do, but with college football on the way and NFL football on the way and college basketball, can you imagine if we went down the college basketball entire schedule? I know there are people that want to see it, but if you want everybody's best bets, you can always get those um, at the premium area and that's what they're there for. But, we're going to start off with Jovan. Obviously, he's he's in his car, so um, we're not going to make him sit there all day. So, it, let's see. All right. Oops. Did I hit something wrong? No, that's Rod. Uh, here we go. All right. I got it now. Jovan, welcome. How you doing today? Doing all right out and about early, you know, so I'm here. It's the way to do it. We got a full schedule of games today, you know. I mean, just an absolute ton. Um, tons of preseason football and 16 Major League Baseball games and uh, plenty to choose from. Um, 
you know, what are you looking at here for uh, for a free pick for everybody? Well, I'm looking at a baseball game. Um, you know, looking at one of the um, better uh, matchups of the day. Uh, the White Sox versus the Guardians. Johnny Cueto versus Shane Bieber. And, you know, for me, I I expect this one to stay under. Yesterday, it stayed under, um, you know, surprisingly. I, I thought that one was going to get to, you know, get over the total for sure. But it didn't happen. Um, but I think in this one, you know, you have two pitchers who's in they're both in peak form. You know, you see Johnny Cueto, he does give up hits, but at the same time, they're not, they're not daggers. They're not, you know, uh, hits that that's going over the yard or anything like that. And when, when, when he has you no know, guys on, on a base pass, he usually gets out of trouble. So, you know, if you look at his, if you look at him and his um output, in his last three, I believe he has like a 2.85 ERA or a 2.45 ERA in his last three. You know, um, Shane Bieber on the other side is it's even better in his last three, 1.85 ERA. Both of these pitchers, they're going deep in the ball game, six, seven, eight, you know, and in, you know, and in, in, um, in the in these guys um outings. So I expect the pitchers duel in this one. I expect you know a three to two four to three um, type of game. Hopefully the bullpens, you know, don't don't um affect the game too much. You know, that's always a concern, but you know, when I I believe when it's all said and done that the under prevails. You know how, how much do you put into like how long can streaks actually get, you know? Like when we look at the streaks out there and we say, man, the Guardians just own the White Sox. I mean, I'm a White Sox fan, and I mean, I've talked about this all year. I've talked about it last year. I've talked about it forever. The Guardians, they just own the White Sox 12 in a row in the favorite role. And Shane Bieber, who's just been filthy against the White Sox. I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I've watched the White Sox where it's second and third, one out or nobody out, and nobody scores with this guy on the mound. I mean, that's what really separates the great pitchers from from the from the other pitchers is that the great pitchers they know how to get out of trouble, and it's like one out and guys on. Like we saw Bassett last night, you know, just saw down the Phillies, you know, with runners at third base with less than you know two outs, and just you know strike them out on three pitches, you know, with like basically a no chance, you know type situation. Bieber does the same thing. Um, he seems to, seems to always do it to the White Sox, too. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's definitely fair to say. You know, you're dealing with a Guardians team who, you know, they're, I believe, what now, what, three games is ahead of them, the White Sox. They're just trying to put distance on against them, you know, now, now at this point. You know, I just, I believe that the White Sox, you know, they're, they're done for the season. They've the fold up 10 you no know, seasons over for them you know so i mean technically it's not but you know after what i've seen though they had a chance to really do damage in their last series didn't happen it went the other way and you know you know like you said once you after that after that series you're facing a team who basically has your number yes yeah, there's going to be a pretty long weekend close games but pretty long weekend at the end of the day well, what do you got for sale today for uh, for everybody? Yeah, so um, this Saturday, um, I'm just gonna bypass baseball you know, for the moment, 
Um, yesterday, I had a standalone play, NFL um, X play and hit. Um, I, so I'm taking three more plays from the um, NFL preseason. Um, so I have uh, single plays up on that. I have a three-pack momentarily, um, just in case you want the three-pack of those games. And um, that's basically it, $339.99 at the, at the um, website. Awesome. Well, as always, we appreciate you uh, coming here and uh, sharing your knowledge with us. And, you know, hopefully we see you tomorrow as well. And uh, feel better. We know that you've been uh, fighting the good fight through the, uh, through the voice thing here. But, um, you know, we expect you'll be back in uh, regular season form for NFL start. Yeah, the voice is getting, it's getting there slowly but surely, you know, so <laughs> hopefully I um, might get my voice fully back in the next couple of days. All right. Well, next up, we got Al Ninos. Al, how's it going today? Can't hear you. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry about that. Uh, doing pretty good. How are you, uh, Mitch? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, going over the games and, uh, you know, trying to make a couple bucks. That's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, looking at the board today, you know, you said earlier you're avoiding the NFL preseason. You know, we're kind of at that point in the um, baseball season where it is the haves versus have-nots. But, you know, as we know, every year um, the favorites just don't march home. Uh, you know, it just doesn't work that way. Um, there's always, you know, a Washington Nationals to come in and th and throw the thorn in the side. Who do you think's the team that, like, of the of the thorn in the side teams? Who you who 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 do you fear the most as a, you know as a favorite player? Like, who's the who's the who's the one team that kind of you know doesn't get a lot of respect but seems to uh, do some damage to the bankroll? You know, interestingly enough, I think I'm going up against one of those teams in my pick today. I think, uh, and I think I've mentioned this before, the Rangers are a team I think that can uh, that can be dangerous with that lineup. It's just I can't trust their pitching really. And uh, uh, there's them, and then um, let me see uh, off the top of my head. Uh, I I was I was. Pretty uh, strong on the Tigers <laughs> uh, early in the season, just because I think they have a couple of hitters in that lineup that that can uh, hit some home runs, and sometimes that's that's all you need to to win a ball game if you can get a couple of those, you know, at the right time. But uh, again, they haven't really come through for me in the spots I've really wanted them to, and so you know, I think it's it's probably the Rangers that are most. Uh, that's the one that comes to my head. All right, well. Leads, I think us, leads us right into today's pick. Maybe the Rockies, too. Maybe the Rockies, too. But, uh, uh, they, they haven't won 20 games on the road yet all season, so I, I don't buy into that one. But anyways, let's get into the game that you were going to talk about. That's the Twins and the Rangers. Yeah, as I was saying here, uh, a couple guys in this Rangers lineup that, that worried me a little bit. Uh, mainly, you know, maybe it's because I'm a Dodger fan, but I think Corey Seager is still a great hitter. But uh, overall, I think the Twins do have the better lineup here. They have the better starter, Chris Archer. Not the most dependable starter. Probably the main reason this didn't make it as a premium play, although... It really was on my list last night. I decided to sleep on it. Line went up overnight, and I was uh, didn't really like the new line where I was at. So I still think we can get some value on the minus one here because they should cover the run line again. As I said earlier on the show, I tend to be careful with those run lines in the home teams. 
So I definitely prefer the minus ones with the home teams when I can. I think we're getting the right price to do just that with this uh, matchup here. Glenn Otto, uh, you were talking to streaks and uh, how long or something about streaks with Jovan earlier. He has a pretty impressive streak here. Otto going six straight uh, starts, giving up a home run, including two in the first of those six games. I hope I didn't ju that just jinx that streak, but... Uh, the the twins do have some guys that can hit home runs too and uh i think they do get at least one off him and uh you know in the right situation here uh he's also struggled with his walks giving up six walks to just one strikeout in his last start uh four walks just five strikeouts on the start before that so if he walks a few guys before that home run that could be costly there too and uh, at the end of the day, I think the Twins get the job done, so I'm taking them uh, minus one here, both betting them money line and run line. All right. Well, um, who do you um, what do you got for sale today at Pick Dogs? Again, I thought I was going to have a lot of plays on the premium side, but uh, just a three-pack today. Uh, you can get that all in the three-pack. You can get my best bet if you're just looking for one play. Uh, better yet, grab the long-term pass. Still the best deal out there and the, the two-for-one capper specials. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it as always. And uh, we're going to bring in Ron Romanelli next of uh, Ron's Rundown fame and uh, see what he's got to say for himself. Thanks, Al, yeah, for joining us. We'll much. see you tomorrow. <clears throat> see you. Have a good one. Brings us to Ron Romanelli. Ron, how's it going? Hey, Mitch, how you doing? Good, man. I just, uh, I meant to ask you earlier, you know, the Ronnie acts, they, they seem to, um, they seem to ha melt down, you know, every time a favorite loses, um, you know, the favorites lose 60 times a year in Major League Baseball. I mean, and that's the, that's, that's, that's some of them. Some, most of them lose even more than that. Um, you know, any uh, words of advice for like, it just seems that they have, you know, 17 parlays hanging on, you know, a th minus 360 favorite, which isn't going to help them all that much anyway. Yeah, I think it just goes to show you why I don't and why you don't, and why a lot of betters out there don't uh, do parlays or rely on parlays. It's, that's exactly where the books want you to be. And um, I know it's the, the kind of a desirable play just because you can only, you don't have to put a little bit of a wager to win a good amount of money. Um, but the risk you're, you're taking and the odds that you're getting aren't, they don't, they don't match. So, um, you know, pulling off a six, seven, 18 parlay, it's near impossible most nights. And, you know, sometimes it will come down to that final leg. You'll hit six or seven legs, but, um, you know, that, that just goes to show you that it's, it's mathematically designed that way to make you kind of reel in and, uh, make you seem like, Oh, you had a real good chance there. Try it again tomorrow and we'll see what happens. But, you know, there's uh, on a, every day in baseball, there's probably going to be multiple favorites of minus 150 or higher that are going to lose each day. And, we, and we've seen that plenty of times this season. I mean, the Dodgers have the best record in baseball. They've lost 36 times this year, which isn't a lot of times, but still 36 different days where the Dodgers lost the game and they were probably minus 200 or more. So, uh, you know, you just got to pick your spots. And that's why I don't love parlays. And uh, I, I just don't see them as a, a viable way to win it. I haven't met one professional that only does parlays. No, I, I, I'll do like three or four parlays a year. A lot of times on my NFL halftimes, we'll do some parlays, some in-game, you know, some halftime parlays. But um, most of the time, um, you know, I might do, you know, 
Like I'll be in Vegas and just have, you know, a hundred bucks and just put it down, you know, five team parlay or something or first half, 17 first half parlay, you know, for 35 bucks or something. But it's like, no, yeah, I, they're fun to do, but know, I can't, but I can't hinge every day. It's hard enough to win one. It yeah, is that's exactly what I was going to say. It's hard enough, it's to, hard win enough one. to win one game. <laughs> yep. So let alone so. just to put them all together. Yeah, I mean, they're fun to throw in, and you can have one every day and, like, maybe a, a money line underdog parlay, a long shot parlay, but um, if that's the only plays that you're having each day, I think you're going to have not a lot of success. Yeah, I think if it's the only thing you're playing, you have to round robin. You have to. Yeah, exactly. You have yeah. to round robin, and then it gets expensive. So then yep. your return, you know, you have to hit half the plays just to break even. Yeah. But, you know, if you have that right day, then it's, uh, you know, it is the, the real right day. No. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the rundown plays this year, they have been pretty good round-robin options. We've done pretty well, but we've, I haven't swept the board yet, and I don't think I will. I mean, going 15-0, and 0, I think, is less than 1% chance. So um, it just goes to show you how difficult it is to actually win. I swept the board one day this week on my seven picks, and then oh, nice. I, I think the next day I was 2-5. and five. You know, So it's it just goes to show you. And the thing is, you know, um, you know, it, it's just parlaying is just it's it's so hard and I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I I've I've been in I'm I've been in you know pools where you have to just we did it last year for the NFL. You know we did a we ran a contest and it was no point spreads, just pick the winners mm-hmm. of games and nobody ever ran the table. Not one person picked every game correctly. And even though these yeah. guys on Twitter and in the Ron Ron Ron's comments. You know, seem to hit eight thousand dollar parlays on a regular basis. Um, I've yet to uh, yet to see yet to see anybody in my life that's been able to do it. And I know some pretty good handicappers. I know some lousy handicappers too, but that's besides the point. Anyways, Ron, what do you got going on for everybody today as far as a free pick? Yeah, I'm looking at that uh, St. Louis Cardinals Arizona Diamondbacks game. Last night we saw a low scoring game between those two. Um, it was a five to one final score, but it was pretty low scoring throughout and. But I see the opposite today. I like the over in this game. When you look at both of these starting pitchers, I like both of the offenses matched up against them. You know, Madison Bumgarner is really struggling. He's given up at least four earned runs in each of his last four starts against the Braves, Rockies, Pirates, and Giants. And now it doesn't get any easier by facing this Cardinals lineup, who's ranked number one in the last 30 days in Team OPS against lefties. They are crushing lefties with a 922 Team OPS. They're also number one in baseball with a uh, number one in 267 isolated power. They don't strike out much against lefties, and we know Bumgarner. He's been able to miss some more bats recently, but I don't think that's going to be the case in this particular spot. And I think the Cardinals get to Bumgarner early. I don't really love this Diamondbacks bullpen either, so I think the Cardinals score six, seven runs themselves. And on the other side, Dakota Hudson doesn't really strike out a lot of guys, and he, does, he walks a good amount of batters. So he's only got about 5.07 Ks per nine, 4.09 walks per nine. So almost an even strikeout to walk ratio. That's what you don't want to see. And the Diamondbacks, although they may not be the strongest lineup in terms of runs per game and run scoring and batting average, they still have a decent OPS and isolated power against righties in the last month and really all season long. And they don't strike out much. They actually have the lowest strikeout rate as a team against righties in that last month, 17.1%. And they have a top 10 uh, highest in team walk percentage as well. So I think against a guy like Hudson who doesn't miss bats and does put guys on base via the walk, this is a good opportunity for the Diamondbacks to get on the board after last night's sluggish performance at the plate. So I'm going to take the over in that Cardinals-Diamondbacks game. How much better does Yadi Molina make the pitching staff? Like how much, oh, I, how much better does a catcher like that? 
Um, you know, it doesn't always show up because he, ha- he hasn't been at anything at the plate really for the last few years. He's a little slow um, even getting to first base, you know, to avoid the double play. He's, you know, not quite the hitter that he was. I mean, he still gets his hits and, you know, but he's not, doesn't even get him as much as he used to, right? But how how much better are, because Adam Wainwright says that he makes him a much better pitcher. Like he said, Adam Wainwright is, you know, Adam Wainwright, you know, probably borderline Hall of Fame for Wainwright at this point. Um, yeah. Say if they win the World Series, he probably is in. Um, but mm-hmm. um, the thing is, is that, you know, he says Yachty Molina makes him an infinitely better pitcher. He said it's like throwing to a big pillow back there. And he said he doesn't <laughs> have to worry about the guy on first base. Yeah, I don't doubt it because, um, I mean, obviously I'm not a professional player, but there's uh, been plenty of catchers, even still other than Yadi Molina. You could look at a guy like Martin Maldonado for the Astros, who, you know, doesn't have a lot of the plate. He hits about below 200 most years. That's a little bit of power, but um, the reason he's an everyday catcher is just because of how good a fielder he is. And we saw uh, for years Jeff Mathis with the Texas Rangers and other teams. He was one of the worst hitters you'll ever see play baseball, but he was also one of the best framers for a catcher. He could uh, take a ball that was thrown outside the strike zone, move it into the strike zone without making it look too obvious and get a lot of strike calls for his pitchers. And that's why he continued to get a job in the major leagues. You look at his numbers offensively, they are atrocious. They're like one of the the worst, but he was one of the best fielding catchers. So that's why he got a job. So the catcher position, we don't see a lot of, batting title guys, uh, you know, home run champions. Not recently, because, not recently, no. but it used to be. I mean, Yogi Berra won several yeah. MVPs. Thurman yeah, Munson was outstanding. Johnny Bench has won some MVP. I mean, there's no, been there's Pudge been Rodriguez was, was pretty outstanding in his day. But there's about 10 of them. You know, right. Oh, yeah. Mike Piazza, Yogi Berra, Johnny Bench. But when you look at, like, first basemen, you can go down the list forever, outfielders. Right, right. So um, it's kind of like the shortstop and center field position where they're more designed for their glove rather than their bat. So, yeah, I mean, a good catcher can definitely make a difference for pitching staff. Yeah, it just seems that um, pitcher and catcher defensively are guys that can change the game. You know, those are oh, the yeah. two positions where it's like if the fix is in, it's it's one of those two guys, right? It's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's definitely it has to be one of those two have to be involved. But anyways, um, what do you got going on today? I know yesterday you you had a real heater going on with your rundown $15 place. Yesterday you took, you went with a little bit of a reach, um, you know, but today back on the, back on the horse, um, you know, we don't sit there and talk about, you know, the one instead of, so what are you then instead of being, you know, nine and know are you like eight and one or something in your last nine or something? <laughs> we're, we're 14 and three in our last 17. Yeah. So uh, you get, that'll pay the bills. Yeah, definitely. We're number one in the last 30 days, number two last seven days. We've been red hot. So and we, we had a winning day overall yesterday, too. So you can check out my three-pack. I've got my MLB best bet in that three-pack with my uh, Moneyline Slammer and my NFL preseason best bet. Um, or you can check out just my Ron's Rundown $15 play by itself. Uh, check out my long-term plans to save and win big, and hopefully we continue this heater. It's been one of the hotter, hottest I've been in my career so far. I haven't been doing this for too long, but... I've been having a nice streak lately. You don't want to jinx it too much there. But anyways, Ron, thanks for joining us as always. And um, we'll see you as always on the rundown. Um, you know, definitely um, one of our most popular video these days. So, um, you know, excited to see what happens with the NFL rundown. I know that the day that it's going to be released is not set in stone. Um, yeah. But... 
we'll figure it out. You know, it's kind of one of those things that if one day it isn't great more than, you know, figure out another. Obviously, the, yeah. with the Thursday night game, a little bit of, uh, you know, some some thought that goes with it there. It's like, you know, to do a Friday rundown and do a yeah. separate you know, Thursday or, you know. It's, we'll play around with it. Yeah, so it's that. And then, you know, of course, there'll be the college basketball rundown. And mm-hmm. Ron says he doesn't want to do an NBA rundown. So if anyone out there wants to do an NBA rundown, um, maybe uh, maybe our next guest could be could be that guy. Um, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we always do. Run down for me. We always do. We always do. But anyways, thanks for joining us. Our next guest is going to be Jay Briggs, um, our newest handicapper here. I'd like to see him do something with Ron. I think you get two young guys like that probably have an exciting show and probably have something to talk about. Um, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just throw it out there, and then you guys can beat them up for it the way you kind of beat me up every time I remove someone from, from one of my shows. <laughs> but Jay, welcome to the show. What's up, Mitch? NBA, is that one of your games? Is that one of your sports? That's, that's right in my wheelhouse, my All right, second well, favorite maybe, behind NFL. Well, maybe Romanelli can teach you how to do the rundown for the NBA because he is not interested in doing an NBA rundown, but he is going to do college hoops and um, NFL and all that other so. Um, figure it out, whatever. But um, anyways, off to a good start with us here at Pick Dogs. I know that um, I'm not the easiest person to get people to to um, join the site as a handicapper. I get about 100 emails a week of people wanting to join the site as a handicapper. I get, I get them every way. I get them email. I get Twitter. If you send me a Twitter direct message, um, the chances of me responding within a day or two are very, very slim. It would be purely a coincidence if that happens. Um, normally, email is the best way to reach me. A lot of people reach out to me um, to be cappers. Generally, the answer is no. Um, I don't mean it to be that you're not good enough or any of those things like that. It's just um, you got to prove it. You know, everybody says they're great and everybody wants to do it. And, you know. You, you, we, we're not going to sign up someone from Twitter with a clown emoji, you know, thing or like, you know, something sports, you know, upchuck sports or whatever it is. You know, we're not going to sign any of that stuff to work with us. It's like it's not what we're all about. It's not part of our branding. You know, our branding is about full transparency, about showing up, you know, and doing the work. And you can see Jay, um, you know, he could tell you it's like, you know, he's committed that you could see it. He's, he's on the drive throughs on the weekend shows. He's doing everything. Not always that easy. But, you know, it's certainly not mandatory that you show up as much as he does. But at the same time, he's off to a good start, and that's part of it. But anyways, Jake, what do you got going on for us today as far as a free pick? So free pick-wise today, Mitch, I'm looking at at this Buffalo Bills-Denver Broncos game. We got a high line. I think it's the highest line of the weekend. But I'm gonna ride it, man. I'm gonna take them Buffalo Bills minus the six and a half. <laughs> um, Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach for the Denver Broncos, pretty much came out and said a lot of the starters for them are not gonna be playing. The Buffalo Bills head coach came out and said that at least his starters will be getting a few series, maybe a quarter. Um, I think Josh Allen maybe can get us a early touchdown, maybe two keep us ahead, you know, and hopefully the second units and the third units in the second half won't give up that lead like we've seen in some of the other games or like we've seen last week. That's pretty much how I'm looking at this game. Um, 
Josh Johnson, the quarterback for the Broncos. I know the Broncos won last week. They beat my Cowboys, but that's not saying much because, you know, my Cowboys don't really do much of anything in the preseason. Um, like you said, our backup quarterback situation with Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci is pretty much non-existent. So. DiNucci's, DiNucci's hideous. He's, <laughs> yeah, pretty he's, much he's in that Ian Book um, conversation. He would be. He, he would, might be worse than Ian Book. He might be it. worse than Book. No, he's not worse than Book. He might be. He, you can't be worse than Book. You can only be as bad as Book. Cooper Rush is actually a pretty good preseason quarterback, though. He's done well throughout his career in his opportunities in the preseason. He's one of the better preseason quarterbacks out there. But Danucci is. Uh, he's rough. Yeah. So how is he with the varsity? It's amazing. You know, it's like he must work for league minimum. Yeah, I think he somebody in his family probably knows Jerry for a while. So he kind of just is like family engraved in. That's the only thing I could think of why he's still on the team. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. He always gets cut, gets bring, gets brung back. I have no idea, but yeah. So the Broncos, they beat the Cowboys last week, which didn't really say much. I look for the bills to win pretty convincingly today. I just don't see much of anything. I don't think they, I don't think they really care today. And I think the the Bills, on the other hand, like you said, we're saying earlier in the rundown, the Bills are low-key, the Ravens 2.0. If you've been paying attention, I've been paying attention. I think they won, what, eight straight preseason games? Something eight. like that, that at this that's, point. That's a trend I like to see. That's a trend I like to follow. Like I said, it's a high line. I think we can get over it. I think, I think, they, uh, I think they cover that spread and get us a nice win today. All right. Well, I'm what? looking at it. What else do you have going on today at Pick Dogs? Um, at Pick Dogs currently, man, I'm on a ten and two run in the preseason, man. I got a four pack up there for you guys today in the NFL preseason. If you guys want to hop on that, I got my MLB best bet up there as well, which has been straight hot, like hot, hot fire, man. However you want to say it, my MLB best bet has been cashing at a pretty good rate. I got that up there. Um, or you can hop on a long-term package, man. Hop on that uh, season pass, man. NFL is right here around the corner, right around the corner, man. Or hop on that yearly. Like, we got the NFL, we got college basketball, college football, all that's right around the corner, man. Yeah, so this is the know, time. This is definitely the time, um, this is to, time. to jump on. Do you have your NFL season pass up already? Yeah, I have my season pass up there. It's so up ready to go. So jump so. on that, and if you – if you buy anybody's um, NFL season pass um, before the NFL season starts, I'll throw in a free consensus report for the entire season as well on top of that. So there you um, go, all guys. you got to do That's is email me and um, when you buy your NFL season pass. So anybody's, mine, Ruffalo, Jay, Rod, Jovan, anyone, Romanelli, Bittler, anyone, um, I will match it with a free consensus report. Sounds good to me. All right. Yeah, that's what I got going on at, at Pig Dogs today. Look to make it a winning day. Any Look thought? Do you, have a, pre, you have, have a premium on the Cowboys tonight against um, I do. Chargers? All right, I so do. He, so he does have a pick on that one. All right, I was going to ask you about it, try and squeeze another free pick out of you. Not going to happen. Okay. Well, thanks for joining uh, us. If you want another free one, I can give out All right, what the hell? One. Okay. <laughs> we'll take um, one. Another free one I got. I was looking at those Chiefs. Uh kind of the same way I'm looking at this one. Um I think Pat Mahomes Pat Mahomes come out there and give us um 
give us a good quarter, give us a good two drives. Last week, the Chiefs came out there. They jumped down to 14-0 lead. I was on the Bears last week. I was scared, nervous when I seen Mahomes out there. I didn't think he was going to play. They went up 14-0. The Bears walked him down. So I'm kind of scared that that might happen with the Commanders today. But I, we're talking about the Commanders here, the football team, team, you know. So I think the Chiefs jump up big. And I don't know if the commanders necessarily have enough to walk them down. So what do you think uh, about this commander's name? Like, what do you think about the choice of commander? I've, I, I wanted Eskimos. I voted for Eskimos, <laughs> um, but it didn't happen. Me, for me. personally, man. Um, I mean, does that do anything I, I like for tradition. you? I, they should have stick with Redskins to me, but I understand that the, you know, the, I liked Eskimos. I thought Eskimos would have been a good one. Or I like Red Wolves. Like I think they should have went that that direction or something. Commanders to me was the worst choice. Most people still call them the football team. I still call them the football team. I don't really like Commanders at all. They didn't really change the logo much. That's for sure. From football team to uh, Commanders. Yeah, I don't really know where they came up with that one. Eskimos would have been better than Commanders, like you said. Eskimos, <laughs> awesome. I love Eskimos. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Eskimos, we're gonna bring in Rod Zawacki next. He loves him some ex- Eskimos. Not sure if he likes the Elks as much, but uh, anyways, Jay, thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. For sure. See you tomorrow. Rod and I led the campaign for Washington, for uh, the Washington Eskimos. Didn't happen for us, but uh, they ended up with the Commanders and Elks. Two lousy names. Oh. <laughs> Terrible. The Elks still have yet to win a, game, a home game uh, after they named them the Elks. So, so the curse of the Elks at home is real. On the road, they've been playing great this season. And they got a nice win yesterday. <laughs> Smashed Ottawa yesterday. Ooh, wasn't even close. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. So, a lot going on today. We got NFL. We've got um, Major League Baseball. Just a ton of action, you know, today, and it kind of leads us in where this will be the last um, Saturday show without football that counts um, right. for a very long time, you know, and that's, yep. that's good. You know, this is the that's last. Good. I'm excited. Yeah, tomorrow will be the last weekend show. Well, actually, yeah, no, this will be, tomorrow will be the last weekend show that we don't have a football game that, that's for a real game. That's where, yeah. Real meaningful game. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty exciting, you know, even with week zero right around the corner. But um, what do you got going on today? Going on today, free play here. We're going to go with the uh, big marquee game here with the uh, Astros and the Braves going at it. And uh, we're going to take the under here. You know, look, uh, Christian Hanner gets the start for the Astros. The Astros are 5-5 uh, five and five in his last 10 starts. But he's been pitching lights out in his last 10 starts. You know, like his uh, last time he starts, he's got a 1.7 ERA, uh, pitching lights out, um, and he starts. And then we got uh, Mustache Man giving out mustache rides for uh, the Braves going today. You got Spencer Strider uh, definitely giving out mustache rides. He's having a great season. Um, 4-1 at home with a 2.66 ERA. And then even better, when he pitches at night, 6.6-2 on the season at night games, 2.56 ERA. So I think we got a nice pitcher's duel on our hands here uh, between the Astros and the Braves. And you look, Astros 4-0 and to the under uh, in Javier's last four starts versus uh, teams with winning records. And then you look at these Astros, uh, same thing, and they, they face teams with winning records. They uh, tend to go to the under, 6-2 and to the under, uh, when their opponent scores five runs or, le- or more in the previous game. So uh, we 
Houston bounces back. Defense comes up, step up, steps up to play uh, after yesterday's uh, late inning blow up. Um, I think the Astros come to play today. Defense has come to shine. Braves 5-1-1 one, one, their last seven uh, when their opponent scores two runs or less to that under. So uh, I like the under here. Take the under, Astros, Braves. I think we got a lower scoring one in our hands here. Well, they say defense wins championships, and you have the two of the best teams. You know, you have the team with the best record in the American League this year in the Astros, and then you have, you know, the defending champs. And, you know, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. And, uh, well, the Astros didn't beat him yet. And I, I don't know. It's like, if, I mean, if the series was in Houston, I probably would have a different um, opinion of it. But in Atlanta and the way the Braves are playing, oof. It is just, it's tough sledding. It's tough, tough, tough assignment. And the Braves, I mean, they basically have played a playoff run over the last week. Played the Mets and now the uh, now the Astros. They've had no 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 room to come up for air. Yeah, no rest. No, they've definitely been play, facing the uh, the hot teams um, teams with winning records. And surprisingly, the Braves don't have face. They, they haven't fared so well. Uh, they did yesterday. Um, I lean Houston today, but I like the under better. I think it's a low-scoring game on our hands. 3-2, 4-2 at the most uh, in this one. Take the under. Well, you've killed football the last few years. What do you got um, for sale today at Pick Dogs Premium? Man, for me over at uh, Pick Dogs Premium today, we hit our nice uh, game of the week yesterday uh, with the uh, – Guardians, uh, they crushed the White Sox. So uh, we're going to roll. Been rolling along with that. My best play in the MLB has been rolling. We hit our last three. So I got another one of those going. My 10-star MLB executive info plays over at Pick Dogs Premium. Or you can get my uh, Saturday Diamond Crushers where you get all three of my MLB plays in one package. Or NFL uh, X has been rolling along. We have 5-1, lost our first one yesterday. But uh, we'll bounce back with uh, the single play that I have over uh, in the NFL uh, going today over at Pick Dogs Premium. Scoop it up. Or just like anybody else, we got all these long-term packages. If you just want a specific on one sport, on hockey, NFL, NBA, uh, it's all available over at Pick Dogs Premium. You, well, you don't scoop have, it up over there. You don't have Ian Book to fade today. Anyways, thanks for joining no, us, well, Rod. You got, you got some other people. You got uh, your buddy uh, Chase Daniels is getting well, the start. Dave, David Blau is going to be on the field, so that always <laughs> makes rush. that always gets Super me excited. I see Dave, yeah, I, I, David Blau is, you know, he's right up there, and Danucci. You know, those those are my guys. Anyways, uh, I like the over. I like the over in the Dallas game today. I think we uh, see a whole pile of, in, in those two guys. Hey, I had the I had the under in the Cardinals Bengals last week, so you know that's <laughs> <laughs> I got I got stomped. <laughs> I got crushed. Well, All right, one of the ones that you can look and you're like you get stomped quick and you're like ah. Oh. Well, that's over. It was like, like the, the, off quick. You're like, yeah, woo, the, that was done. <laughs> the total was like 29 and a half. They scored like 90. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not even kidding. They, it was like 54. To, like, it was just awful. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, and we will see you tomorrow. Definitely. Have a good one. All see right, you, everybody. Thanks. Tomorrow. We got Big Al up next joining us. He likes he likes the new format. This way he can kind of <laughs> get a little bit of rest in between. doesn't have to uh, sit around and also doesn't have to give out a parlay if he doesn't want to. <laughs> Al, how's it going? It's going well. No, I mean, it's uh, especially for us West Coast guys, it's, it's better to do it, uh, get up later. I know you've been trying to tap dance, navigate this Major League Baseball season. And, you know, we're getting to the point of the season where it is tougher and tougher, a lot less meat on the bone out there. Of course, NFL, you know, preseason is, I mean, you got, you know, how many times is he in book and you know, going to play significant minutes, you know, in, in, in 
the NFL where you could just, you know, you, where you get that automatic on a fade of someone like that. But, um, you know, how, what's your, what's your take on the preseason? Is it something that you're like heavily involved in or are you just, I tell you, it used to be, um, after last season, last season was the first year where we had just three games. So you had kind of, you know, the first week, which I never want to play anyway. And you have the last week, which I really never want to play anyway, because it's yeah. kind of a throwaway week. And so I was left with just the middle week and it, it really, um, you know, you know, I just wanted to study it uh, more this year because I didn't like what I saw last year with the new three-game schedule. So this year, I decided not to have any plays. Really, the first two weeks, I'm probably just going to pass the entire preseason. Now, I just don't like the way the situations were were setting up. I used to love uh, betting on it when it was a four-game schedule because you could take advantage of things in the second and third weeks. But now, with the way they do things, it's just changed everything. And I, I, I'm just not a fan. So, yeah, it for me, it just seems that unless I see that real spot or less, you know, it's almost better for like I take a shot on a, on a money line underdog. You know, it just seems that you're more likely to see that type of scenario. Like we saw the Bears the other night, you know, absolutely stomp the Seahawks. I think in in the preseason, you're more likely to see that. And I'm I'm saying, but the thing is, that stuff happens in the regular season too. You know, and we saw it um, a lot, not just in, um, you know, the NFL. We saw it in the NBA a ton this season, too, where just the underdog comes in and wins by 30 or 40 points. Just, I don't know. And I don't you, you read the YouTube comments, and people seem to be under the impression that the favorites always win and always cover, but it's, it's far from the case. Um, I'm not saying that the underdogs, you know, do any better, but it's about 50-50, right? Isn't it? Yeah, it is. So it's the books aren't. I mean, I mean, I mean, historically, in the preseason, you know, what, what I used to do in the you know eighties and nineties was, I would just take the points because, especially early in the preseason, because my theory was that it's garbage football, and and back then the odds makers didn't have a clue what they were doing. I mean, they they started to get a hang of the preseason maybe in the nineties, but in the you know first, you know, 20 years, I mean, I, I would routinely take teams plus three and a half points or more in the first week of the preseason just because of the value. And now you hardly see teams in the, in the first week getting three and a half because the odds makers have wisened up to that. But um, um, now I just think preseason is really just getting more difficult. So I'm just shying away from playing it. So they're not standing out in front of the circle, just handing out money. Not- no, last, last time I was there, you know, a month ago, they weren't. But- <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I think, I think a lot of people, they, um, they overestimate or are a little too optimistic about the NFL and, you know, especially the NBA, which is even tougher. But, um, I mean, this is where the books make their most money is, is on these sports. Yeah. Well, not if, um, not if, not if they, not if they were playing your picks, they, they weren't. Well, that's, well, that, that being said, I, I did want to talk about an NFL preseason game. I, I did think there was one situation today, which, you know, for a free play, um, is worth it. I, it's definitely not going to be a pick dogs premium play, but for a free play, I, I did want to look at the, if anyone, you know, I, I hope no one's talked about it yet, but the Jacksonville Pittsburgh game tonight. Nope. No one has. So what, what I like about this situation is that Jacksonville, obviously they played in the Hall of Fame game, so they're 0-2. Uh, Pittsburgh's 1-0. Pittsburgh beat the Seahawks last week, 32-25. But Jacksonville was actually upset by Cleveland last week, 24-13. And when you take a look at how winless teams do, 
off an upset loss. They're 98 and 65 in the preseason if they're playing an opponent off a win and if our winless team is not favored by more than three points. And in the preseason, that's generally a, a key number for me. I, I never want to lay more than three points in a preseason game. So that's the situation here. And, you know, the Jaguars are 0 and 2. Um, off the upset loss, uh, the price right now is reasonable, you know, roughly minus one, one and a half. And I, I do like Jacksonville in this uh, situation tonight. So you don't think that like some coaches, they just don't have it. Like we've seen these Jacksonville backup quarterbacks and they've been absolutely just terrible um, in the preseason. I mean, not as bad as Ian Book was, but I mean, like bad though. I think Ian Book could be the worst player ever. In the yeah, I mean. He's, he's, he's the, he, well, Danucci. You know, who could go for the cow could see action for the Cowboys. And he was up there, you know, but oof, it's rough. I mean, we were looking at this earlier. Can you imagine like being a full price season ticket holder, paying full price, and here's your here's your here's your quarterback depth chart. Jared Goff, Tim Boyle, David Blau. It's like ouch. That's you know, that's rough. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if you're a fan, you know, you're a fan. I mean, I, I, I'm a Spurs fan. If I was living in San Antonio, I'd have season tickets even with their garbage team this year. So, Yeah, but they've, they've at least have had some wins, you know, over the years. And some all well, yeah, the Lions I mean, have, the Lions have never been. They've never right, even been. But you're still, you know, the, 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 you know, the last wins were 2000, pretty much 2015. You know, that was the end of the Spurs when Zaza Pachulia stepped on Kawhi Leonard. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a fan, you know, what are you going to do? Eventually, there'll be a Lions-Brown Super Bowl or something. <laughs> Eventually. Anyways, what do you got going on at Pick Dogs today? Got a baseball play. Um, I lost last night, unfortunately. I had the Dodgers minus one and a half run, so they didn't get there. And I'm 31 and 15 in my last 46. I've got one baseball play today. And um, I was looking at a second game. The, 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 the game that I was possibly thinking about adding, but it didn't make the cut, was you know the Yankees today against the. the uh, the Blue Jays. That's almost like a pick your poison game. Do you want to, you know, who do you trust, you know, less? Do you trust the, you know, Blue Jays or the Yankees at this point? But, um, uh, but I thought about the Yankees. It almost made it. So the Yankees were my second favorite play today. But my favorite play up is up at Pig Dogs Premium right now. And I've also already posted for folks who want to get a jump start on next week. I've posted my college football game of the month uh, for August. It's a play next Saturday. And that's posted as well at Pig Dogs. Next month is what's the date next Saturday? August twenty seventh. Oh, so it's it's the only there only is week here. Exactly. So it's your best play of the day for. It's my best best, best play of August. My best play of the week. My best play. Yeah. However you want to however you want to call it. Best opening week pick. There's a lot of ways you can go with it. But do you have an NFL season package for sale that you're doing? I do. All right. So I mean, I think the best deal is to just get the NFL and college combined. It's just another, you know, couple hundred dollars. If you buy any season pass, it's um, I'm throwing in a free consensus report for the season as well. So kind of like what we did the other day when we did the I did the uh, anyone buys a monthly. I said you get my monthly also for free. So a lot of cappers. Um, a lot of people took advantage of the monthlies and the two for one cappers that made it three for one. But um, yeah, I, I don't know why I said it. It was like one of those things I was on the show. I'm like, hey, I'll throw. And then I was like, why did I just say that? But a lot of people took advantage of it. So 
it's all for the good. All right, Al, thanks for joining us. You coming back tomorrow for, uh, I don't know. We're going out of town tomorrow. So it depends on what time, you right. know, tomorrow, we leave. I this is our I, last, I think I will. This is our last Saturday show with, with, with meaningless football, um, or with no meaningful football for a long time. So we're excited about that. And of course, um, yeah. I believe next Sunday is our last Sunday show with no meaningful football for a long time. So, because I think yeah, there's college probably, football the following yeah. week. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be here tomorrow just because I, I think we're probably going to leave around 9 a.m. So, I'll be here. Yeah, it's our last vacation until the, uh, the school year starts. Anyways, we'll bring in. Uh, Good luck to everyone. Yep. We'll bring in uh, Chris Ruffalo to uh, bring us up. Someone's calling me. I can hear it through my computer. It's kind of stuck here. I don't know if you guys can hear it or not, but I don't know. Um, obviously, not a fan of the show. Let's see if they leave a message. I don't recognize the number, that's for sure. All right. Oh, that's not the Ruffalo I was looking for. Let's see. And there we go. All right, Chris, welcome to the show. You're <laughs> cleanup batter here. I'm not sad, but I was I was enjoying the comfy chairs in the green room. So I, I dragged everyone into the uh, Ian Book zone today. Um, I don't know, man. I just don't think we'll get to get the pleasure of seeing him um, much longer. You know, I think that's part of the issue. Yeah, it's. I, I, you know, I've said it. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I think someone would be desperate enough if, if there were no other options. If everything, if everyone got injured, or if they just, you know, wanted a uh, a different quarterback to come in and try to shake things up, but he wouldn't be much of an improvement on anything anyone's got right now. Can you imagine if he joined the Detroit Lions with that <laughs> with that quarterback rotation? Yeah, Put I mean, he's. I I. There's a few teams I could see him landing on, to be honest with you. It's like, you know, but I, I, I'd be surprised if he sticks with the Saints. I really would be. He knows the system. That's, that would be the he was, argument. He was, a, he was a middle round pick, I think, wasn't he? Uh, I don't. Was he picked? Like third. I thought he was. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. Well, anyways, we heard enough. We've heard hear from you all week long. <laughs> So not enough, but we hear plenty from you all week. What do you got going on today? No, for the record, fourth round pick, but uh, wow, you know, yeah, that's a fire <laughs> the GM uh, <laughs> moment. Someone, you, someone actually wasted a fourth round pick on Ian Book. But uh, for my for my play today, I'm going to go to this matchup between the Angels and the Tigers, and I'm going to look at the under in this one. We only saw one run between these two teams combined on uh, on Friday. And I think we will get more than one run in this game, but uh, not by much. I, you know, you look at Reed Detmers. This is a guy that threw a no-hitter, and then within about a month, he was back in AAA. Brought back at the beginning of July, and since it's sort of it was sort of his wake-up call. A 1.50 ERA with 47 strikeouts and just 13 walks in those six starts. And getting a, uh, a chance to get a crack at a... Uh, 
a, a Tigers team is truly just not hitting the ball well. But again, that's been their story for pretty much the entire season. But Tyler Alexander on the other side, you know, he has struggled. Look at his last seven starts, 0-7 with a 5.79 ERA. But uh, since rejoining the Tigers rotation, he hasn't been terrible. He's only given up three runs in one start. The rest of them, he allowed two runs. He was going into the fifth and sixth innings in those games. And right now, I know Mike Trout came back into the lineup, but I don't trust this Angels team to get hits off of anybody right now. I think this is going to be one of those lower-scoring games where the offense is so bad that it makes the starting pitching look pretty good. And uh, I think just a capable outing from Alexander here, which he has delivered since rejoining the rotation, will be more than enough to keep this one under the number. So I like the under between the Angels and Tigers. All right. You know, the Tigers been decent at home, um, not so good on the road, and you know, actually lately um, haven't really been so good either in, in either place. But, you know, I think the Tigers a lot to look forward to next season, just kind of the way a lot of people thought this season might be it. But without Casey Mize, they just haven't had that top-end guy of the rotation. I thought this would be Casey Mize's um, big year, but obviously wasn't meant to be. You know, Casey Mize, a half season of Matt Manning, you know, not getting what you thought you were getting from Eduardo Rodriguez when you brought him in. Yeah, it's just been it's been a disaster, to say the least, for the Tigers this season. Yeah, but uh, I think, you know, I think you give um, the manager a pass, and now uh, you move on. Yeah, I think you give AJ Hinch a pass as long as there's no garbage cans in the uh, in the dugout. I think you're fine. Yeah. Well, what do you got for sale today at Pickups? Well, for me today, I got my $15 pickoff play. Hey, yesterday going for back-to-back days. I also got my uh, Saturday Slam three pack. The $15 play not included in that three pack. So I have four MLB plays today. But hop on something long-term. You know, for long-term subscribers, you're getting my NFL preseason picks as well. Those have been uh, those have been awesome to start the preseason. Hopefully, carry that into the regular season as well. But uh, whatever way you choose to go, check use that promo code AUG15 get 15% off. Also got my uh, NFL and college football season passes up as well as a combo pass. And you heard Mitch, you get any any cappers NFL pass before the uh, the regular season. You're getting a month con- or sorry a, a season long consensus report as well. So you know, definitely tons of options to pick dogs premium. Just go check them out, and take advantage. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Chris. Of course, we will see you tomorrow on the show. And uh, really, that's about wraps it up for today. We appreciate everyone that tuned in to watch and all of our cappers that joined us today and um, all that kind of good stuff. So, um, like I said, we will see you tomorrow and um, make it a winning day.